0: Question of the Week from The Naked Scientists Hello and welcome to Question of the Week from The Naked Scientists with me, Diana O'Carroll, for some freewheeling action. My name's Jennifer and I'm from Chicago. My bicycling club has been having a debate.
1: All other things being equal, who goes downhill faster? A fat bicyclist or a skinny
0: bicyclist? Will that extra slice of cake get me to work faster? Let's see what our expert has to say.
1: My name's Josh Darling, and I'm a lecturer in mechanical engineering from the University of Bath. And the question was, how quickly would a fat person or a thin person cycle down a hill? And that's a tricky one, and it's been thought about for a long time, really, because Aristotle was the first bloke that thought about objects falling due to gravity. And at that time, he decided that heavy objects fell more quickly than light objects. Now, later on, people like Newton decided that uh, with gravity... Objects fall at the same rate, but strictly speaking, that's only true if you're in a vacuum. And of course, on a bike, you're far from it. And the big issue with the bike is the aerodynamic drag, because if there were no aerodynamic drag, then in fact a fat person or a thin person would end up accelerating down a hill at the same rate. But the point is that with a fat person, assuming that they're not incredibly wide, the aerodynamic drag. Uh, is going to be less significant in terms of their falling down the hill than a thin person. So ultimately, a thin person is going to end up going slower than a fat person. So if you're in a race, then you want to minimize that aerodynamic drag. And of course, the downside to being fat is that there's always going to be a hill on the other side of the downhill, meaning that you've got to put a lot of work in to get up the other side. So there's always a catch.
0: Although, as Reuben Walsh noted, a fat cyclist will suffer more air resistance than a thin cyclist, making the weightier individual move more slowly. That is true if, for example, you have one cyclist three times heavier than the other who also has a surface area three times greater than the thin cyclist. The fat cyclist would only have this much surface area if he bulked up his volume with hundreds of litres of a massless substance, which isn't very likely. Bobsleigh teams have an upper weight limit. The extra weight can be quite an advantage and air resistance varies very little between teams. It's also brilliant because all those extra mince pies over the festive season will get me to the pub even quicker than usual. It just might present a little more difficulty on the walk back. So instead of walking, I could take the plane. And instead of the plane taxiing, could it do this? Hi, my name is Kian from uh, Sydney, Australia, and the the situation I've got is uh, there's a plane that's standing on a runway that can move kind of like a a really large treadmill. The plane moves in one direction while the treadmill moves in the opposite direction. The treadmill has some sort of control system that tracks the plane speed and tunes the speed of the treadmill to be exactly the same but in the opposite direction. Uh, So the question is, can the plane take off? After that, we'll be sticking with the flying theme and investigating how one might recycle air.
1: Hello, my name's Tom Gallard from London, and I'd like to ask, how is oxygen made and recycled in the International Space Station?
0: How must a plane be moving in order to get some lift, and can we make breathable air? Send your ideas and new questions to Week at thenakedscientist.com or drop into our forum at thenakedscientist.com forward slash forum.